Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Natch 20 Review. Uh, I am Sinstaku, and with me today is... Shadow Chorus. And... Units. And we are using our brand new mixer to record this, so hopefully the audio quality is nice. So... Um, or at least not garbage. At least, at the very least, not garbage. We're aiming for not garbage. Hopefully we hit it. Um... We are Final Show Films. We produce a wide variety of content every day of the week. You can check us out on our website at finalshowfilms.com. You can check us out on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilms if you'd like to donate financially. And today we are talking about a little game, uh, which I'm going to now signal for units to go grab off the table because we left it over there. We are good Don't at Don't take this. the mic with you. <laughs> long cords. Yes, long cords, but I don't want to chance it. Um, is Pixel Tactics, a standalone tactical card game for two players. Um, so let's see. Step back into the golden age of strategy card games, the Pixel Tactics. Recruit your heroes, build your unit, and take your forces to battle against your opponent in a light yet deep tactical duel. Each hero in your deck has five ways to go into battle, and crossing and choosing the right time to use the right hero will be critical to victory. Uh, so yeah, it, uh, it it's a game. Um, there is a Pixel ta- There's a Pixel Tactics too. Uh, there's a the Pixel Tactics. Five. Is there really? There are five of these? There's a bunch of them. Oh. Um, so, yeah, it's a card game. It's a it's a tactical strategy card game that uses a grid-based le- uh, grid, uh, uh, thing um, in which you pick a hero card. You, you have a selection of cards w- to choose from. There are two separate decks. Two decks of 25 cards each. Yep. Uh, no repeats. Yep. And you... you, uh, you one of these, one of the, they're they're all made of heroes, and all the heroes have multiple sides. They have their troop side, and they have their hero side or their leader side. Uh, each side, that basically what it means is, if you're using one as a leader, it's facing one way. If you're using it as a regular troop, it's facing the other way. Um, the game is played uh, as basically a battle between your leaders. Uh, so at the beginning of the game, we uh, both player one and player two uh, draw what is it, five cards. You draw five cards. Draw five cards and pick one of them to be your leader. You then place it face down on the on the field in front of you. Uh, your opponent does the same, and you reveal them. If they are stif- if they are different heroes, you use them as your leader. If they're the same hero, they both get discarded, and you pick again. Um, and from there, from there, you then engage the battle. The game is played in waves. the The grid is laid out as a as a three by three. So there's nine slots. In the middle slot of the middle wave uh, is where your leader goes, and then you build a fl- you build his sort of his his troops around him. Uh, the first layer is the vanguard. The second layer is the flank, and the rear layer is the rear. The rear. <laughs> Complex name, I know. Yep. Um, and so as you you take turns, you take turns uh, going back and forth between the first player and second player each wave. The first pl- each player has a couple of actions they can do. There, there are six total actions you can choose from, and you get to take two of them. Yeah. Um, what are the six actions? The six actions. Uh, you can draw a card. You can recruit, which is putting a hero on the field. You can attack, which is act either, either using your hero's melee damage against another hero that they are in melee with, or activating a special ability that they have, such as some of them remove damage, some of them do other effects. The fourth thing you can do is clear a corpse. Once a hero dies, its body does not automatically leave the battlefield. You have to spend an action removing it from the battlefield before you can place another hero in its spot. Fifth action is um, you can restructure, which means you can move a hero from one from one place to another place, 
Uh, however, that hero cannot attack that round to do that. And the final action is to order. Um, all of your hero cards have four colored slots that have different things. Three of them are uh, attributes the hero has, depending on where they are on the battlefield. Vanguard, flank, or rear all have different abilities. Order is the fourth slot, and that is basically you play it from your hand to discard, and it has an effect right away. Uh, this is good because you cannot play a hero and attack with the hero in the same turn. They have summon sickness. Basically. So yeah, um, you have those actions, and you pick two. So it's, it's pretty simple. Um, we just explained the full extent of the game. It is played, uh, typically it's played best two out of three. Yeah, or three out of five. Or three out of five. One or the other. And whenever you win, the loser loses their hero. Or both, or do both people lose their heroes? Uh, y- both heroes are put aside as trophies, and so neither leader, both leaders are put aside as trophies, and so neither leader can be used again in the remaining rounds. Now, does that mean that those uh, troops are also removed from the deck? Yes. So because means, because so, those leaders so, are pulled aside. So basically, when you're when you're picking your leader, one of the strategies that we didn't think about uh, when we were playing is that um, you can't, you know, you have to pick a leader that you're going to be okay with not using them as a troop later on. Yeah. So that that is an extra layer of strategy. There's that we there's didn't a go lot into. of nuanced elements. Um, another another thing that's important to the rules is everything is resolved wave by wave. Yes. So for example, troops have health, but they don't die until the end of the wave. So you can have 50 damage on a troop that has 3 health. We should probably define that a wave is two sides, each doing one of the three uh, rows yes. abilities. Yeah, I, Vanguard, did, did flank, I not, and Did rear. I not describe that earlier? We may not have clarified. Yeah, so yeah. We, uh, we've mentioned waves. I don't think we've explained what a wave is. That's fair. Uh, so yeah, each wave is the is the three sections of the battlefield. Vanguard, uh, Vanguard, flank, rear. And basically it goes player one, Vanguard. Player two, Vanguard. Player, two, uh, player one, flank. Player two, flank. Player one, rear. Player two, rear. And during that each wave, you can only attack or recruit to that wave. So you can't... You can only only use the troops' abilities that are in that wave, and you can only recruit cards to that wave. And the rounds are each of the three waves in succession. And on the first round, no one can attack. Yes, there's no attack at the first round, and at the end of each round, you swap first and second player tokens. So the, at the end of the first round, first player becomes second player, second player becomes first, and then at the end of that round, they go back again. Yeah. Which presents interesting complications that we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, so let's first talk about what we our first impressions of the game. Units? Ooh, going first for once. Yeah. Weird. Uh, first impressions, there's... It's a lot more tactical and nuanced than you would expect out of a game that came packaged like the game did. Um, the game came, comes in an oversized, car, oversized card box. Um, it's not; it doesn't come in a in a proper game box of any kind, and it was not expensive. It's not elaborate, but there's a lot of detail, nuance, and little strategies to get your head around. The troops are all very different. The leaders have a really big impact. The game is really swingy. So there's, there's a lot to take in, despite how simple the rules are. Shadow Course? These cards are crappy. <laughs> <laughs> first impression, <laughs> shitty cards. Like, that was literally, like, the first thing I, like, I'm, I'm really fond of tactics games, so I knew that I was probably going to enjoy this game no matter what. But the first thing that I noticed when I picked up these cards was they are awful. You know what they remind me of? You remember uh, going to uh, Pendergrass? 
Or going going to flea markets and finding fake cards. And finding the knockoff Yu-Gi-Oh cards, the knockoff Magic the Gathering cards. The the, the fake Yu-Gi-Oh and Magic cards and like the fake Duel Masters cards that peel apart when you like mess with them a little bit. I'd also like to clarify that this game has very little to do with old school gaming and I feel like Pixel was just an art style they picked because it's cheap. There is a point that I want to make. I am fairly certain that most of these characters reference either tactics or old RPG characters. I I haven't played enough tactics games recently to really remember. The only one that really stands out to me is Cadenza, who is a Zaku. There are references in the sprites that they put, but every every one of the 25 card gets a sprite, and that's the, the limit of the artwork. It's not like Boss Monster, where they had lovingly rendered game screens. It's a sprite, and the sprite's a reference to some old school game, but the rest of the card... Eh? Well, the sprites aren't necessarily even always references to old school games. Yeah, some of them are like, new school uh, games. Well, not even that. Uh, Regicide Catch, the Special Elimination Squad or the Assassin card, is a reference to Archer from Fate Stay Night. <clears throat> like, some of these are just anime references. Yeah. Like, look at, you, you've seen Fate Stay Night, right? I have not seen Fate Stay Night. Oh, well, so. well, what we're saying it, is... It, like, the, 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 the sprite is the exact image of Archer from Fate Stay Night. Who is not the assassin class. He was a lancer class. Or no, he's archer class. That's why he's called archer. What we're saying is the pixel tactics has a lot less to do with pixels and a lot more to do with tactics. But and, yeah, you, and sometimes, sometimes less to do with tactics and more to do with reference. And uh, we just totally derailed your... Sorry. ...hating on the quality of the cards. We apologize. I, it's fine. I've already, said, I've already made my piece. Like, these cards are awful. They peel apart so really y- easy. Your, your first impression was, wow, this is really cheap. Like, my first, my first impression was... I'm probably going to enjoy this game. I'm, it's a tactics game. I'm probably going to enjoy the game. That doesn't matter. These cards are awful. Yeah, my, my, my first impression was, uh, oh, so it's, it's uh, Magic the Final Fantasy Tactics Gathering. Yep. That was my first impression, and it paid off. It's basically that. It's, it's Magic the Final Fantasy Tactics Gathering. As good or bad as that is. Um, yeah, I mean, that was my first impression, and after playing it, you know, it's like, this is fun. I can definitely see playing it regularly. Um, it gave me the same vibe Spellcaster did. I like Spellcaster better. Really? Yeah. I actively like Spellcaster a lot better. Anyways, let's talk about things that we liked about the game. Uh, things I liked. Well, I was about to say, there's a lot of things I liked. Um, there are several things I like. I think one of the biggest things is the the leaders. The, the leader that you choose, you choose one of five cards, and the leaders are all... Very different and very influential on how you play the game. They don't give static bonuses. There's not just. There's very few that are like, you do more damage or you take less damage. There are things like, you can reposition your troops for free or you can do an order each round for free or your troops. Um, if your any of your troops were died, excess damage on that troop that would make them die actually goes to your leader and that troop stays alive and your leader has a whole bunch of health. But then they can get hurt by attacking your heroes. It's really interesting. I, I, I'm looking at one right now who probably should have been played and wasn't. Um, Zamasal Ket. Leader's attack is ranged. All heroes in this unit have a ranged attack. And we didn't explain this earlier, but melee attacks have to go to whatever's in the front of the enemy's army. Range attacks go after anybody. Yeah. And by front, we mean 
most accessible front. Yeah. That is, if it's Vanguard, it's Vanguard. If it's flank, it's flank. If it's rear, it's, it's rear. Whoever is in the front, whether there is somebody in the Vanguard or not. If there's nobody in the Vanguard, you go to the flank. If there's nobody in the flank, you go to the rear. Well, if there's nobody in the flank, you go to the hero. You go to the leader. But, you know. But, um, re- regardless, the leaders all have very significant abilities. Like, one of them that's really interesting that you don't think about is the assassin, who... Um, like I mentioned, we mentioned earlier, casual, casualties are resolved at the end of a wave. The assassin says, no, no, casualties resolve right now. That thing died, you don't get to do anything with it next turn. Yep. The Which, assassin makes us play the game the way we were playing the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the rules explanation later, but um, yeah, no, the leaders very much play the game. There's also things like Borneo, the, uh, the mascot. Uh, after the first round of play, when you recruit a hero, that hero may immediately make an attack as a free action. Is it really Everything. called Borneo in your deck? Yeah. It's called Juto in my deck. They have different names. Oh, nice. Oh, oh, that's cool. They give them different names across the different two well, decks. Those two, at least. Those what about two. the look at the assassin? Is it Regicide Hikech? Uh, yes, Regicide Hikech is still the same. All right, so the mascot has different names. Special Elimination Squad. Uh, All right, but yeah, but but yeah, that's like you know we were just talking about how it take not only not only does it take an action to attack, but you can't attack when you play a card. They have super haste. This reduces both of those because when you play the card they can attack as a free action yeah the mascot's also oh i get it yeah it's the ma- no no it no it's um it's the mascot for the different armies yours is the red mascot mine's the blue mascot oh it's the back actually, of the cards the back yeah, of the cards have different yeah, mascots okay it's actually a different character R- yeah. regardless there's oh the the cards all play very very differently even as heroes they play very differently and some of them play very differently depending on where they are in the waves and so putting them in different waves is very instrumental yeah, like just as an example look von Gott, the scientist gives you an extra action gives you one additional action each wave as a leader as a leader however his order ability as a scientist uh, lets you make three extra actions during this 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 particular wave which is great so the question is do you want do you want to have one extra action every wave uh for this round for this match or do you want to have three extra actions once and potentially get it back in future games get it back later in future yeah. games yeah so it, it's little things like that they they play the game differently and it makes you think about the game differently it's like that's a really cool thing and and it's not just static you know, this is a 5-5, five, five, this is a 3-5, but it's got haste, and this is a 2-1, and it only costs 2, blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, it's kind of like comparing a game like uh, Final Fight versus Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. Final Fight is very balanced, everything's the same. Super Smash Brothers, characters from everywhere doing everything, playing the game completely differently. I'm playing Duck Hunt. What the heck? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Shadow Course. I said at the top of this, it's a strategy game. I'm probably going to like the strategy game. And that's true. I, I always enjoy strategy games. doesn't matter their form or format. I enjoy games where I get to be a tactical son. And, uh, and it's really entertaining. It's, it's a really fun game to play, and I, I do really like uh, the, the, the many different layers of strategy that can be played out, the many different strategies, just based on your hero and your hand. Um, it's... <coughs> surprisingly quick uh, for how much depth of strategy there is because when you can only take two actions a turn you kind of have to move fast at some level uh, so when you're when you have you know I've got five cards in my hand I need to get these guys on the field I can only put down two at a time 
but if I only put down two, I can't do anything with anybody who's there right now. So and you can't draw more cards, and I, I can't played all five cards. of my cards, and now I actually need to get things in my hand, but I also need to use the cards I got on the field, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, Action et cetera. economy is a big deal. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, it's 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 very much you have to figure out what is worth doing on this wave right now. And that's something that I very much enjoy about a tactical game is it makes you think in every step of the way. Yeah. Uh, so I like that. <sighs> it's hard for me. Um, I, I, I like that the I like the idea of it and the flavor of it. But I also really like the um, the fact that multiple tactics work differently. Uh, well, something that I talk about a lot is that not everybody plays games the same way. I don't play the games the same way Units does. Like noticeably I don't play very games the same differently. Way. We play game we approach games very, very differently. We both have fun doing it in our different ways, but we approach games very, very differently. And in this this accommodates most playstyles. Not all playstyles. You still have to be a tactical thinker, but multiple different tactics work. Um like my the tactic that I used that worked really well uh was, you know, uh using my troops to modify other troops. One thing that are there are there are units that get bonus that get boosts or that boost other units and receive boosts uh, from other units if they're in specific locations. Like there's there's some units that if there are if there's a unit behind them they get a boost to their power. If there's there's another unit that if it's behind a unit it gives that unit a boost to its power and a boost to its defense, um, or a, or reduces damage that it takes. And I liked to combo those two types of things together. Since Taku likes Voltron, yeah, I like I like to I like to make all of my units work together to make each other better. Um, Whereas uh, Units was trying to find more interesting functionality from his individual units. He was putting uh, cards that do interesting things on the field and using orders way more than I was. Um, you know, using the orders to their full extent as opposed to building up his board, where I was just building up my board. Um, and both of those actions are valid. And, from, and you know, the first time we played, mine won. The second time uh, we played, uh, Units won. Uh, and then William came in, and William won one and lost one. Yeah, yeah. Like, like uh, all three of us have one win, one loss on e- on on each of our individual tactics. So, and, and, and all three of us play the game very differently. Like Shadow Corps was playing the game differently from what I was playing it, from what Eunice was playing it. Um, and I like that. I like that that capacity is there because it's very easy in a game like this to make. One or two winning strategies. It happens. In, it happens in way older and more well-defined card games all the time. Hint, hint. Magic: The Gathering. <coughs> yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like there, uh, there, there. Like there, there will be seasons. Did you where... know that Exodia draw decks are even more powerful than they've ever been now? Yay! You can have nothing in your deck but draw spells and Exodia. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, like like there are in in. Magic in specific formats, there are def- def- definitively better win strategies. Even in things like in limited, it's like uh, I played a round of M11 today, and I ran into oh, don't play red. It's just bad in M11. In M11, uh, whereas you know in, in cube, red decks on on the Magic the Gathering Online cube are almost never good. However, but you know what's always good? What? Blue. Oh, yeah. Mono yeah. blue. Mono blue is always but Well, however, in Popper, red deck wins. Oh, my goodness. I play a lot of Popper, and oh, my goodness. Well, mono red and mono blue are both things. You know what color doesn't see a lot of play in Popper? White. Green. Really? Well, 
unless you're playing that. white green enchantments. I can see that. But but yeah, a little, I, you know, that was a bit of a digression. But like as you can see, you know, we, so can name, we, we can name we can name off the top of our head a different format, an archetype that always wins or most of the time wins. Like just in in the span of three seconds. This uh, because the decks are the same, or at least for the core game, the decks are the same. Yeah. Uh, with the only the only difference being the mascot, and that's just the name, really. Um, you have to have more comp. There, you know, there are multiple strategies that have to work. It's the same thing with with spellcaster. Yeah, you're playing off the same deck, as though it's a lot more. What am I thinking in my head as opposed to how have I built my deck? It's not a, it's, it's, it's not a it's, deck building game. It, yeah, it's it's closer also, to chess. In spellcaster, you're also playing off the same field though, which is yeah, a little which, bit more, which adds a little bit more to a tactical feel to it. Um, so let's talk about things we didn't like. Units. Um, there were a couple things. Um. I, they really marketed the. I mentioned this before. They really marketed it as pixel tactics, and I'm not sure. I I was expecting something more boss monster esque, and I didn't yeah, it, get it, like like it. It even says like the the company's even level ninety nine games, and it's pixely everything. But the references, the references are not like th- this. This game wouldn't lose anything if you lost the video game reference. Yeah, this 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 game this game would not lose anything if it was drawn up more like magic. I feel like they did pixels. A, because it's trendy, and B, because it's cheap to produce. Well, also, um, it makes it easier to make the cards look neat. That's what I'm saying. Cheap, cheap to produce, produce and trendy. Yeah, they did this. this they, you have the same problem with this that I had with um, that other game that we played that I ripped it apart. Smash from. Up. No, no, no. no, no King uh, of Tokyo. King, yeah, of, King Tokyo. of Tokyo. You have the same problem with this that I had with King of Tokyo. Yeah. It's like King of Tokyo. We could have made it literally any King of the Hill scenario. Yeah, it, you could make it a military tactic. You could make that one a military game. Yeah, or th- you know this could be a military tactic games. Yeah, you know, just replace all of your gunner assassin type stuff with different special op. It doesn't matter. Yeah, the game itself has nothing to do with that. Um, aside from that, we're going to t- mention a thing called balance. So you know how I love that everything does stuff very differently. There are some cards that are just straight better. Like, there's nothing that's strictly better. And I, I, we haven't played the game enough to know if the game is actually balanced or not. But on a feel, there are some feel bads where he, um, John's first card that he uses his leader said recruiting is a free action for you. That's real good. So I just dump my hand every round. So you know how there's this thing I mentioned where it's all about action economy. Yeah, you know how much action economy there is when. You get free actions, and that action is you 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 win the game by putting heroes down. You just do, and when that's free, because there's other things like the paladin has restructuring as a free action, but that's not quite as good because that's not how you win the game. Yeah. And the oracle has play in, play a couple orders as a free action, but that's not quite as good because you then are discarding your hand, and they're not there's no board presence. Putting my creatures down for free, real good, real good. Because let's 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 clearly define how you win this game. You win this game by killing your opponent's leader. Yeah. You can't kill your opponent's leader if there are meat shields in the way. Not easily. You can. Yeah, you can, but not as easy. And and I'm not forgetting that those meat shields can attack. Yeah. And again, maybe it's our inexperience with the game. You know, there's a number of things that it could be, but. If we're just talking about how it feels, it's a big feel bad because it 
there are just some really powerful seeming cards, and then there are some cards that just don't feel great. And maybe it's playstyle, maybe it's another thing. Um, but again, because you're not customizing your deck at all, you know that it, 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 it's not you're you're not customizing your deck, and you end up with these cards. And sometimes you're like, "This is amazing," and this is not amazing. So, uh, I think that's the biggest thing: is the balance felt like it could have been more honed. Oh, and we'll I'm sure we'll get to the rules. We'll cover that as a group after we <laughs> cover our individual dislikes. Shadow course. There is actually one particular leader that just squashes the um, recruitment is free leader. Oh, yeah, the the one who says you can't clear corpses. Yeah, you can't clear corpses. Um, I suppose one of the other big things you could say is it's not just the leaders. It's le- some leader matchups are stupid. Like, the one that I had was I can see my opponent's hand, and John said I don't care because fump, 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 there it's on the field. Um, or this says... You can't clear corpses. Bye. Well, also, Tatsumi Nuwak, first two orders you play each wave are free actions. You know, dump two orders, then players, then play your hand. Yeah, but there are um, there are there are heroes that don't that don't care about the you can't remove corpses one. Uh, has he- Hepzibah Kultur, uh, corpses in your unit can attack, and have an attack strength of three. I mean, we can go back and forth all day long, yeah. but like, I, the, the the problem is, these arbitrary matchups end up creating unbalanced scenarios. And, yeah, and they don't, they don't, and because it's a random, because it's a random draw at the beginning of the game, you there's no way to plan what your matchups are going to be. Which is nice in a way, but you know, because like, cause, well, because like you you can't clear corpses is great, but what if your opponent is using the witch as their leader, or what if you don't have that in your hand? I mean, there's also the, like, I, I imagine that once you get really far into the meta of this game, it becomes a case of, like, if you draw the recruiting as a free action hero, you play him. And if the opponent also draws him, you play him. And if you both reveal him, he's gone. Neither of you can use him. And this is also helped by the fact that, as we mentioned, leaders can only be played once. So, oh, I played my superpower leader. Oh, shoot. Now I can't play him as a leader or as a card for the rest of the match. So that helps a bit, too. Shadow Course. Now, I did mention earlier that I that I always enjoy tactics games, and that is true. I did enjoy this game. However, there comes a point when a couple of these rules become redundant or just hindering the speed or play of the game like the i understand like the idea of your of your corpses leaving that a hindrance like them being in your way and clearing a corpse having a cost but when you only have two actions in a turn taking one action to clear a corpse means that you've lost half your turn because someone died <laughs> Or, or you spend your entire turn clearing corpses and then having to clear more corpses later on. Yeah, yeah. It's like if your waves keep dying, you end up clearing corpses and clearing corpses and clearing corpses. Especially because your waves can't attack when they first come in. So you know, like the inability to attack when you first come in basically means that if someone has ranged attackers, they're like, "Oh, you played down that ranged wave. Let me shoot it down for you, and then good luck clearing it next time." But. You know, anyone playing with Zosimal says, oh, you put that wave down, now it's dead. Yeah. 
Um, is that it for you? Yeah, it's there. There's a certain point where action economy is nice and all, but when you can mess with someone's action economy to the point where they basically don't have a turn, it's not fun. Yeah, and that's actually gonna be what I'm talking. What I'm talking about too. It's like there, there are certain matchups and certain scenarios. I feel like this game wasn't playtested enough. At least this version of it wasn't playtested enough. Yeah, yeah. There are four um, sequels, so we, there are four they, sequels. Might, they might get a whole lot better. Well, we we may or may not go through two and fi- go through two to five, but <laughs> we, um, AKA we might skip to five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to see. But um, but it's like, at, at the very least, while playing this. I had a lot of fun playing down every hero in my hand. That was fun for me. Austin, was it fun not being able to do anything? Um, you mean when it's we would both lose a hero and then your hero replacement is free and mine isn't? Yeah, so I could just free clear a corpse and drop another hero down? Yeah, that wasn't as fun. Yeah. So it's like, it, like I, the entire game it was like, um, well, my hero's dead. Uh, use an action, remove the corpse, free action, put a hero down, uh, and then my remaining action, draw a card. You know, or action. I'm looking at that mascot, you know. <laughs> action, play an order. You know, it's like uh, action, play an order. Or draw, draw, play, play. Yeah. Because you, know, you can do. Draw <laughs> twice, play both, which I did several times. Like, I was just, I, I, I had the ground locked down the entire game. And that was fun for the first few little bit. And then after a while, when you just weren't doing anything, because you couldn't do anything, because I, like, even though you could see my hand, it was empty the next second, you know? Yeah. Like, the minute I had cards in my hand, they were gone. Cause I was also, I don't feel like seeing your opponent's hand is nearly relevant enough to justify that hero, yeah, no, that leader not, existing. Not, not right now, at least. I mean, it's relevant for certain orders, like the scientist. You know, it's like, oh, I can see the scientist. Oh, he's, at some point in time, he's going to have three extra actions. I need to prepare for that. Except, how are you going to prepare for that? I, you know, I mean, you know, just, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, but yeah, it's I like, imagine that I w- that one is actually a character that requires good knowledge of the decks and the meta and how to play around. Oh it. yeah, like, it certainly does. But what what sort of meta can there be when the decks are identical? Quite a bit, actually. When you when you know exactly what cards are in the deck, counting cards is a thing, sir. Yeah, no. <laughs> like you've gone through this many heroes. There's only that many heroes left in the deck. I know one of them coming up is the Pyromancer, so I need to watch out for that field burn. No, it's yeah. it's very relevant to know what your opponent has in hand, but. So many of the other ge- abilities are so powerful, it just feels... Yeah. Eh. Yeah, and it's like, there's definitely... There's a lot of feel-bad potential in this game. And mostly, and mostly it comes from heroes that are just really strong no matter what the opposition is. Or, um, the hero, the leader William first picked, the reduce all damage you take by one, was not nearly as useful as the fighter increase all damage you give by three. Yeah. Well, in the Vanguard, but the Vanguard is the one that's usually attacking anyway. No, no, that was a leader. Yeah, that was a leader. No, no, leader was all your melee attacks. Your all Vanguard. Ma- yeah, your, melee, your basic you melee attacks. You don't have to be in Vanguard to do melee attacks. Well, my dragon, my dragon priestess in the flank was doing a lot of damage to you. Because there was no one in the Vanguard in front of her. Yeah. It, your melee attacks. Yeah. Specifically your basic melee attacks. But yeah. But yeah, it's like you reduce, you reduce, like, reduce all attacks by one. That's great. I increase all my attacks by three. Deal that's with it. a little lopsided. Um... Yeah, so like there there are certain matchups that are just weren't te- I feel like weren't tested enough. That and again, I, I'm echoing what you were talking about earlier with the flavor. It's like there's a big flavor fail here. You could have that like there's so much room for tactical for tactical games, especially referencing uh, you know pixel art tactics games. 
There's so much room for improvement here on Where Flavor Alone. Where was Final Fantasy or Shining Force? Like, those are the preeminent tactics games Final in Fantasy childhood. Ogre, like, uh, Final Fantasy Ogre, Ogre Battle. Uh, uh, Bahamut's, or, um, Bahamut's, uh, Bahamut's Lagoon. You Final know, Fantasy Fire Tactics. There, there wasn't any Fire Emblem either. Yeah, no Fire Emblem. Like, these are the old-school tactics games. Yeah. Where were they represented? Because I played the heck out of Shining Force. Oh, yeah, me too. Like, then there were some references. But not... But not... And, but they but they were references in sprite art only. Like, the names aren't necessarily references to them. The abilities aren't necessarily references to them. The game itself isn't necessarily reference to them. And the sprites are references to whatever they felt like. Yeah, th- like, again... I've found more anime references in this than I have video game references, and that's the whole shtick. You know, it'd be like if Munchkin didn't have references to common Munchkin terms and and actions. Yeah. <laughs> you know. All um, right. So yeah. Uh, Boiling it, an anthill. Can, can we address the elephant in the room? Yes, let's address the elephant in the room. So this game comes with a playmat slash rules poster. Ah, yes, this problem. So. So the rules are on the back of a massive poster, which at first at first blush doesn't seem like a bad idea. Until you realize that there's no table of context, there's no reference of anything of any kind. Also, you're playing you're on playing the back on the you're back playing of it. on the rule book. What if you need to look at the rules? <laughs> what if you need to reference something? Um, also, you will need to because the rules. Don't repeat information ever on the poster, which means that you very easily miss a couple things that are not necessarily intuitive, like you check casualties at the end of Wave, or leaders don't come back for the next game. So, Austin, if I were to tell you in my rulebook that a crucial part of the match structure was that the leader that you pick at the beginning of the game does not come back at the end of the game, where in the rulebook... Would you place that so that it is a consistent message? Would you place it I would at the beginning of the rulebook? I think I would put it with uh, choosing your leader. Yeah, you know, that seems like information you should know when you're choosing your leader. Where do they put it? They put it in the information on... No, it's not in the next game. Where is it? You I can't it find it route? now. Yes, sorry. It is in... The route, leader to feet, and it's uh, the player who has a standing leader is considered the winner. I read that, and I assumed that that was it, because it was a short bit of text. I didn't read the one sentence after it that clarified, oh yeah, put them in a pile off to the side, don't use them. Yeah, so, um, typically, in design, let, let, I'm going I'm to teach, teach the audience a little bit about, uh, about book design. Or about informational information design because it's something I do a lot of not a lot of but I do I do quite a bit of it uh, in IT and in videography you know doing PowerPoint design when you're trying to present prevent in, when you're trying to present information to an audience for the first time you structure the information in such a way as it lines up with when you need to know that information okay so for instance if the first thing you need to know about playing cards is to shuffle the deck. Shuffle the deck is going to be near the top of the information. If I was to do a PowerPoint presentation, I would say, all right, to play the game, step one, shuffle the cards. Why? Because you need to have a randomized deck selection for when you draw your cards. Step two, draw five cards. Step three, pick a leader. 
at that point, I would put all the relevant information required to know about picking a leader. So first of all, when you pick a leader, they're going to go into the center spot and they're going to be, and you're going to flip them upside down so that you're using their leader information and their leader stats. Second of all, when picking your leader, make sure you realize that this leader will, will not be coming back for the rest of your matches because at the end of the match, if you win or lose, the leader gets, to, gets propped to the side as a trophy and cannot be reused when you shuffle again for the second match. That would be relevant. Also, um, let's let's talk about the other card game we've mentioned a few times. Magic the Gathering is kind of a big card game, and a lot of people take inspiration from it, and that's fine. Do you know what Magic the Gathering does? It what? puts redundant information in. So you know what happens cards. when it says, um, search your library? You know what always says after search your library and find your card? Shuffle your library. Shuffle, it says your, shuffle library. your library. And it says reveal it. These are two things that we have assumed to be true, but it reminds us anyway, just so there's no ambiguity. Yeah, because because rules text is important. This so, deck does not. It has it ha, it does have an action turn phase card, which is great, which is useful, but only useful if you know what the words on the card mean. And um, I would also like to clarify that there are megaphones on random bits, and it took us a bit to figure out what they mean because it yeah. doesn't mention what the megaphone means ever anywhere. Megaphones are activated actions. And finally, how did we find that out? I've forgotten. Uh, we made logical assumptions. No, we looked it up on the wiki. No, no, I, I literally... I think we both did. I, I, I looked it up okay. on the website. You looked on the wiki. I made logical assumption. you're like, why don't we clarify that? And then we clarified that. Yeah, that was it. Now, this could all be a little bit made better because what the poster does, it has a big, fat QR code on the back that says, skip the text, watch the tutorial. Which, really, I'm going really to stop. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. If you have so little confidence in your ability to write a rule book that you actively tell your players to skip reading the rule book, there's a problem there that you've already admitted you have. But you, like you, you, you've actively admitted at the top of the game, we didn't write a good rule book. Skip it here. Now, we would forgive that, but... I watched that video. We all watched that video. I had to watch it twice because I showed them. It's ten minutes long. It's made by the creator of the game in an echoey room with the driest delivery. And man, I was complaining the rulebook doesn't repeat information. Don't worry. This man repeats information over and it over. Sounds like he's, it sounds like he's re- recalling the rules yeah, from it, his it brain so- it rather sounds than like having it read out in front of him. Explaining it to somebody without having written down what he was going to say. Yeah. And there's awkward jump cuts that make it obvious that that's exactly what he did. Kind of like when I do the intros to these podcasts. Um, <laughs> Except I do it for comedy. Like sake. They, give, they give me a hard time about reading rules dryly or awkwardly. Yes. Nothing compared to that. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, Units is the driest reader you will ever listen to. However, this guy was worse, which is impressive. Because he wasn't reading. Himself. He was just sort of remembering things. Oh, yeah, and by the way. Yeah. And he... It's... It's nothing against him. This is not his job. His job is not to be... No, he's a designer. Yeah, he's not, not a demoer. But... Designing and demoing are two very different skills. Mm-hmm. They should have gotten somebody with the second set of skills. Yeah. <sighs> Materials. Materials. So it comes in a small box. Small box. With cheap plastic cards. That fall apart really easy. And a cheap plastic poster. With a playmat on the back, I do like that there's a playmat. On the back. I do like that there's a playmat. On the back of the rules. Not that it's on the back of the rules. Yeah. Yeah. um. And plastic chits. 
Uh, cardboard. 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 Basic chips. cardboard. Cardboard damage counters. Chardboard. 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 It's, it's, it's been pre-burnt. Pre-burnt cardboard. Yeah. Um, how much did you pay for it? Uh, I paid ten bucks in a bargain bin. It's actually MSRP fifteen dollars. So it's cheap, and it knows it. Yeah, I mean, I have no problem with you using cheap with using cheap materials, so long as that's reflected in the price. And it's definitely like all the qualms we have about the materials are easily made up for. This is not a this is not a top shelf front selling game. This is off to the side. It's got the hanger on it. It's got the punch to be hung on a rack. You know how you know how mad I will be if we get Kingdom Death Monster for three hundred bucks and it's cheap ass quality materials. Except we've seen the materials and we know they're not. Oh, I know, I know. But it's like I would be so mad. I mean, it's more akin. I to get mad at Magic the Gathering for being as expensive as it is. Like One Night Ultimate Werewolf. Yeah. We paid twenty five dollars and it came in a nice looking box and it was less material than this. Yeah. So I mean. It it knows what it is and it's fifteen dollars and I will excuse the cheap materials they use. It's it's clearly a smaller production company and this is what they do. Yeah, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Uh, you get what you pay for. Yeah, and we paid for 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 the price. It's a lot of fun. That. All right. No. No. And, and that's that's something I want to go back to. It. I want to circle back around because we have been we have been you know sort of pissing on this thing for a little bit. But uh, it it is a good game. It's a fun game. I did have fun with it. And I think all of us had fun with it. it. We go back to other games in this vein. Spellcaster, Dungeon Dice, things that are in this price range that were fun to play. Yeah. And we knew they were cheap, and we didn't expect the world out of them. But we're tearing this game apart. We're critiquing it on the same level that we critique Mistfall or Blood Bowl $50, $60 games. Yeah. Of course we're going to have more to complain about. If we didn't, like, Boss Monster 2 was weird in that it was a $25 game that played on the level of the higher-end games. Oh, yeah. So, this is, you know, it's still a good game. Yeah. So, let's go to our final opinions and review scores. Um, I love tactics games. I love the variety. I love the fun. It's a solid game with a distinct number of flaws. Uh, I would rate it on the same level I put 8-Minute Empires. Uh, solid B+. Great concept. Great game design. But they trip before they could hit the A mark. Yeah, they, they, they tripped to the finish line there. And that's probably where I'm going to put it as well, at a B+. Because, I mean, I can literally say the same things that Austin just said. It, it's fun. It's good. It's well made. You missed a spot. <laughs> missed several spots. Um... Tactical games, tactical games, not strategy games, but tactical games, are something that we, I think all three of us enjoy. Yes. For different reasons, but all three of us enjoy them. Um, and uh, I, I definitely enjoyed playing this game. It's a game I can see myself playing again. It's a game I, I, I do want to check out the, uh, the sequels and see how they play in comparison and see if they're better or not. Um, and that's not something I can say for a lot of games. Yeah. Like, there, there, are, there are many games that I actively will say, no, I don't care at all about the sequels. It's good enough that we want to see it done better. Yeah. You know. Yes. You know, it's, it, it's, good, the, it's the, good enough that we care to see it done better. Yes. Um, Especially since the sequel is only 15 bucks. And you so know? It, 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 <clears throat> it does what it set out to do. It, make, it made a fun, entertaining, tactically, tactically diverse strategy game. Or strategy card game. Um, it made 
it, it didn't make a whole lot of use of the flavor, but that can be forgiven. And you know, as long as the game's good, that's just more of an irritant than anything else. Yeah. Um, the the materials are cheap, but it's also a cheap game. So I'm just gonna give it a solid B, straight up B. Like it's it's fun. I'll play it again. I will I will seek out sequels to play more. Um, but this sounds like a familiar setting. What? The Boss Monster One. Boss Monster One. Yeah, actually it does. It, and you know, well maybe we'll be surprised, and maybe Pixel Tactics Two will be as good as Boss Monster Two was. Hey. I, Boss Monster 2 was as good as Boss Monster 2 was. Boss Monster 2 was great. I, I, I mean, like you said, I I enjoy playing this game, and this is a game that I could see myself being like, hey, there's only two of us, which a lot of the games we play require are better with larger groups. Yeah. It's nice to have a game where it's like, there's just two of us. We got half an hour. I would actively say, in that setting, I definitely would want to play this game. You did earlier, actually. I did earlier, actually, yes. Yeah. I kind of... I have a soft spot for this game. My personal bias puts this game higher than I rated it because yeah, no. I like this kind of game. No, that's fair. That's fair. So, yeah. Uh, Pixel Tactics. It's a good game. 15 bucks. Drop it. Uh, you know, maybe maybe check out some of the maybe check out some of the sequels. See if they, they fix some of our complaints. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's, it's at least worth a play. So, yeah. This has been Pixel Tactics, and we have been Final Show Films. We produce a wide variety of content every day of the week. You can check us out on our website at finalshowfilms.com. You can check us out on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilms. Uh, <coughs> uh, we rely on donation support for everything that we do, and uh, thank you especially to our $25 supporters on Patreon, Chris Comfort and Antitonic, for that. Also, if you'd like to donate financially, but you don't want to do it a month on a monthly basis, we do now have a PayPal donate button on our website, which you can go and click and give a small donation, however you want, however much you want. It'll go straight to the uh, Final Show Films PayPal account, and it'll help us out in buying more games to review, and also buying more equipment like this fabulous mixer that we're using right now. So yeah, thanks, thank you all very much, and we will see you all next time. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Meow. Goodbye. <laughs>